message today. Then we're going to pray. Will you join with me right now? Let's ask God to anoint our hearts and ears to receive today what the spirit of the living God desires to speak into our hearts and lives this morning. Let the people pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for your love and favor and grace that you pour out upon us every single day of our lives. Anoint our ears today and anoint our hearts to receive, O oh God, and let us receive, not only hear, but let us receive what the Spirit of the living God desires to speak into our lives today by the authority of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our mighty Savior. And everybody said, Amen. Turn around, wave at somebody before you're seated and say, isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. You may be seated. The Lord's laid upon my heart to share with you this Sunday before, before Thanksgiving to speak to you on the subject, to speak to you on the subject when God's people pray. The kingdom principle for the message today is simply this. It's a, it's a very important principle that I want all of us to hear this morning, and that is this. If you will fight the fight inside the prayer closet, Jesus Christ will fight the fight for you outside the prayer closet. Amen. If you will fight the fight Inside the prayer closet, God is going to fight the fight for you outside the prayer closet. You see, this is a very important principle today because this is how it works. When we pray, we were talking about this in our 9 a.m. Uh, this morning. When we pray, do you know what you're doing when you pray? Well, number one, you're waiting on the Lord when you pray. You're you're setting time aside, your time aside, and you make your time God's time. And that's waiting on God. In other words, that's not getting ahead of God. Because how many know today, you don't want to get ahead of God. Because when you get ahead of God, and when I get ahead of God, bad things happen. But it's when we take time out to wait on the Lord in prayer. Some people think waiting on the Lord is just simply sitting there not saying anything. And, and yeah, that is a part of the prayer time with God because sometimes we do all the talking and we don't give God a chance to talk, amen? So there is a time in our prayer time that we need to be still and be silent and hear what God wants to speak into our lives. But prayer itself is a way that we wait on God. Dr. A.C. Dixon said this about prayer. He said, when we depend upon organization, we get what organization can do. When we depend upon education, we get what education can do. When we depend upon money, we get what money can do. But when we depend upon prayer, oh, can somebody say amen? When we depend upon prayer, we will get what only God can do. You see, it was during the reign of King Ahab in our Bible text this morning, which was around 860 B.C. from what I understand. 
that the Middle East was leveled by a three and a half year drought. It was a time with no rain and they were experiencing their own version of a natural disaster. We can relate to that today because we've had natural disasters taking place in all shapes and forms and sizes. We've had pandemics, we've had category hurricanes, we've had devastating earthquakes, we've had devastating wildfires that's gotten out of control. We've had our share of natural disasters. I think God is trying to tell somebody something, don't you? But Israel, during this time, around 860 BC, they were experiencing their own natural disaster. Crops failed, herds of cattle were put down because there wasn't enough grass to sustain the entire herd. But God spoke to the prophet Elijah and told him that it was time for the drought to come to an end. It was time for the drought that had devastated the land for three and a half long years to come to an end. I'm here today to remind somebody that God decides when the storm begins and God decides when the storm ends. God decides when the drought begins and God decides when the drought ends. All things are in the hand of almighty God. But God spoke to his prophet Elijah and he told his prophet Elijah, he said, the drought is coming to an end. 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse nine, the word of the Lord says, and it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. How many is ready for a rain this morning? I wanna hear you. How many is ready for God to send the rain once again to the land? Oh, how many know this morning that the land is parched? How many know that we've been in a dry season here lately, spiritually speaking, and God is ready and God is prepared to send his spiritual rain from heaven to rain down upon his people once again today? Finally, after three and a half years of a long, oppressive drought, the heavens were going to relent God was gonna open up heaven itself and he was gonna send the rain upon this earth. However, I want you to understand this. God gave the promise of rain. He gave the promise of rain. But here's the catch. Before God would actually send the rain, Elijah had to pray. God gave his promise, I'm gonna send the rain. But God was waiting on something. Do you know what the God of heaven was waiting on? He was waiting on the servant, his servant, the man of God, to pray. That should serve as a powerful statement to every single one of us as the church of Jesus Christ today regarding the power and regarding the necessity of prayer. Prayer is not only needed, prayer is necessary. 
Do you understand today, church, that prayer is what ushers in the promises of God into our lives? Do you understand that it is prayer that opens the doorway for God to do what he desires in his heart to do? Do you understand that prayer is what allows God to open up the doorway of heaven and pour out a blessing upon this earth that we cannot contain? But until we pray, the doors of heaven will remain shut. The doors of heaven will remain shut closed tight because God, even though he had given the promise, God was waiting. Who was God waiting to pray? He wasn't waiting on Ahab to pray because he knew better than that. He wasn't waiting on Jezebel to pray because he knew that wasn't gonna happen. He wasn't even waiting on the people of Israel to pray. God was waiting on his servant his servant Elijah to pray. And it would be at the signal of his prayer that God would send the rain upon a dry, parched earth today. The title of this message once again is when God's people pray. I want you to understand, church, that when God's people pray, Things happen. Do you know why things happen? Because God gets busy when his people begin to pray. It is when the church begins to cry out to the Lord God of heaven that God begins to move upon this earth and he begins to bring to pass his promises, his blessing, his favor, his grace, his forgiveness, his mercy. It'll all happen when God's people pray. Somebody put your hands together and give Jesus a hand clap for praise today. It was Augustine who stated, without God, we cannot, and without us, he will not. You see, prayer is not so much about informing God of our challenging circumstances, although we do that, And although God certainly leaves room for that today, God allows us to, you know, God allows us to cast our cares upon him. Aren't you glad today that we serve a God who wants us to cast all of our cares upon him? I'm reminded of what James said, we have not because we ask not. God wants us to ask. God wants us to pray. God wants us to seek his face, but understand that there is a whole lot more to prayer than informing God of our our uncomfortable circumstances. The Bible tells us that God knows that we have a need even before we ask him. God knows what we have need of today, church, before we ever even talk to him about it. Tell somebody this morning, say, God already knows. You see, God already knows. God already sees where you are this morning. God already knows the sickness you've been wrestling with. God already knows the burden that you've been carrying today. God already knows what you brought with you this morning when you walked through those church doors. God already knows. But I'm telling you, God is here to take that burden off of your shoulders.
Let us not leave this place today, church, the same way we came. We need to leave here revived. We need to leave here refreshed. We need to leave here renewed. This is the desire of the Lord our God. This is the desire of the God of heaven today to take that burden off of our shoulders that we have been carrying all by ourselves. God never meant for you to carry that burden alone. Do you know that? He never meant for you to carry that burden all by yourself, but that's what we do sometimes. We're carrying things. We're carrying loads on our shoulders that God never intended for us to carry all by ourselves. Because you know what? When I try to carry the load all by myself, I get tired. How about you? And I get weary. I, 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 run, out of, I run out of fuel real quick. I run out of energy. I, 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 I start getting discouraged because the weight is too heavy for me to carry all by myself. The reason it's too hard or too heavy for you to carry is because God never intended for you to carry that burden all by yourself to begin with. You know, one of the most hurtful things that I've ever had anyone tell me in my pastoral ministry, someone, a lady in not this church, is in another church, lady came to me and she said, Pastor Todd, I just don't feel like you care enough. Man, I tell you what, that cut me to the core. It really did because I really did care. And I'm like, well, how, you know, how do I supposed to demonstrate that I care? I'm doing everything that I know to do. I'm preaching the word of God the best I know to preach. I'm praying as much as I can possibly pray and going down the list. And it, it really got to me. As a matter of fact, it got to me so much that I took it to God and I said, Lord, I said, is it true? Lord, is it really true? Do I not care enough? And you know what the Lord told me? He said, well, you don't. He said, you don't care enough. And I said, oh Lord, please help me. But then he said something else that I've never forgotten. You know what he said next? He said, you can't care enough. He said, you can't care enough, Todd because you're not me. I'm the only one that has the capacity to care for the needs of all my children. And you know what? When God told me that, that burden was alleviated, that guilt was washed away, and all of a sudden, I got it. For the first time in my ministry, church, I got it. It's not about what I can do. Friend, it's not about what you can do. It's not about how heavy of a cross you can bear. It's all about what the God of heaven can do and what the God of heaven will do and what the God of heaven wants to do today. I said, stop carrying that burden alone today. Stop doing it all by yourself. There's a God in heaven who cares for you this morning. Prayer is not just about informing God of our challenging circumstances. Prayer is about conditioning our hearts to allow God to do in our lives and through our lives that he wants to do. Sometimes we stop at what we want God to do for us, but we need to go beyond that. 
We need to look past our own personal private needs. That's what God desires for us to do. God wants us to do what? God, not, don't even worry about my need. Minister to my brother's need over here. Minister to my sister's need over here and use me as a vessel to do it. Do you understand what happens when we put other people's needs before our own? Let me tell you what happens in case you don't know. The Lord God Almighty says, okay, he tells one of his angels, he says, you see those needs right over there? He said, you go get those needs and you make sure that that person's needs are taken care of because that person is caring about my lost sheep. That person is caring about my children who are in need because he or she is putting the needs of others before themselves. He said, you put their needs at the top of my list because I'm gonna take care of them because they wanna take care of my sheep. Somebody say amen to the preached word of God this morning. Am, am, am I making sense this morning? I want you to get this today. When we put others' needs before our own, God puts our needs before everything else. It is when we die to ourselves, that's what Jesus said. He said, if you want to find life, do what? You got to lose your own. You got to die. How do you die? You die by putting your own needs aside in order to minister to somebody else in need. Putting somebody else's situation as a priority in your life, and you know what God does? It releases the power of God's spirit in and on, and most importantly, through our lives to be a vessel of honor to minister to this lost and dying world. I said prayer, on the other hand, is much more about God forming us into his image and forming us into his likeness. How many want to be more like Jesus this morning? I know I do. I want to be more like him. How about you today? I want to be more like Jesus each and every day of my life. Romans 12 and 2, Paul writes and he says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will really is. Prayer conditions our heart to minister to other people's needs. Prayer conditions our heart to have fellowship with the Lord God of heaven. It conditions us to, to, to not only talk to God, as I was saying just a few moments ago, there is a time in our prayer life where we need to be quiet, where we need to be still before the Lord. And hear, I said, and hear, what he desires to speak into our lives. Sometimes I do all the talking. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I feel like God is saying, Todd, if you'll shut up long enough, you'll hear what I have to say to you today and it's gonna change everything in your life. Do you understand that all it takes is one spoken word into your life that God can turn everything around in your circumstances? That's the power of the word of Almighty God. 
It is through prayer, church, that God enables us to form a discerning ear to listen to his still small voice. It is through prayer that God cultivates within us a heart that is fertile and ready to receive his word that he desires to speak into our lives. Do you understand what I'm talking about today? I'm talking about receiving a rhema word from the God of heaven. How many of us today need a rhema word today? Do you know what a rhema word is? A rhema word is a word in season. A rhema word is a word for right now in this very moment. You see, we serve a God who knows what we have need of better than we know ourselves, church. And he is a God who wants to speak his rhema word into your heart and into your life today because his known by the power of his word and by the authority of his word, God is gonna change everything, turn everything around and make everything that's wrong right in the name of Jesus Christ. All it takes is one rhema word from God to change it all. I said there is power in the word of God. Prayer enables the Lord to act on our behalf. That's what prayer does. It enables God to act on our behalf. It enables God to be God over our lives. It enables God to be God over our life circumstances. It enables God, oh, I feel the Holy Spirit right now. It enables God to be God over our sicknesses. It enables God to be God over our diseases. It, is, it enables God to be God over our pandemics and over our plagues and over our diseases and over our sin. We're giving God room to be God over our our lives when we pray. On the other hand, an unconditioned heart can cause us to miss out on God's will. An unconditioned heart can cause us to miss out on God's purpose for our lives. Why? Because the soul, the heart is not tender. The heart is not pliable to the will of God in our lives. And we cheat ourselves out of God's blessings. Do you know that? Do you know you can cheat yourself out of something great that God is wanting to do in your life? Remember now, remember, God told Elijah, I'm gonna send the rain. But the rain did not come until the prophet Elijah did what? Until the prophet Elijah prayed. And when God heard Elijah pray, what did God do? He sent the rain. Prayer enables the Lord to act on our behalf. That's what faith, if you don't have faith, you won't pray because prayer is an act of faith. In other words, when we pray, we are giving God permission. We are giving God room. We are allowing God to do what? We're allowing God to take control of our life circumstances. We're saying, God, I'm not God. You are. So these are my needs. I'm casting them upon you and I'm gonna get out of your way. Do you know that some of us are just simply right smack dab in the way of God this morning? Because we're wanting to play the role of God for ourselves, to ourselves, by ourselves. And God is trying to say, if you'll just get out of the way, 
If you would just step aside and let me do what I've said in my heart to do, he said, I'm gonna make everything all right. How many know that sometimes we just have to get out of God's way and let God be God? Tell somebody this morning, don't look at them mean now, but just look at them with a big smile and say, let God be God. Oh, you just gotta let God be God today. I don't understand this pandemic we're going through. I don't understand this virus. I don't, I, I think I may understand it, but I really don't. I don't really understand anything that we're going through right now, why we're having to go through it. I may have some opinions, but that's all I got. But I tell you what, I know the one who's in control. How about you? Amen. Oh, somebody shout glory in the house today. I said, I know the one who is in control today. Who do you exalt more? Your problems or your God? Let that sink in for a couple of minutes this morning. Who do you exalt more, your problems? or your God. Who or what we exalt at the start of our day is who or what we will serve the rest of our day. This is a little rule of thumb that I try to live my life by. I have to ask myself this question all, all the time because we all have problems, right? <laughs> I know I'm not the only one in here that has problems, am I? How many have problems? Let me see your hand. Yeah, we all have problems. If you don't, Please call me sometime this week. Let me make an appointment with you and let me come over to your house. I'll wear a mask, I promise. And you can tell me how you do that. We all have problems. The preacher has problems. Everybody has problems. But here's the difference. We have to ask ourselves, am I magnifying the size of my problem? or am I magnifying the size of my God? Because friend, when the church starts magnifying the majestic power of God and his majesty, guess what? All those problems begin to dissipate in his glory, in the atmosphere of his presence. Oh, friend, there is something about the presence of Almighty God that causes my fears to fade away. There is something about the glorious presence of Almighty God, I said, that causes my problems to dissipate, that causes my fears to fade away like a vapor that is here one moment and gone the next. I said, there is something about the glorious presence of the God, the church of Jesus Christ serves that has the power to make everything all right. Somebody give God praise in this place this morning. I said every day we have a choice to make. We will either choose to magnify our problems or we will choose to magnify our God who has the power to solve our problems. You see, a football player made this statement. He said, the separation is in the preparation. Somebody asked a member of this football team that had been very, very successful. They had, they had won so many championships and they held so many titles in the football world. 
Football player simply stated, he said, the separation is in the preparation. The reporter said, well, what do you mean by that? He said, explain. He said, well, he said, we prepare for every individual game. We train differently based on our opponent. We train based upon what their strengths are and we train based upon what their weaknesses are. He said, the separation is in the preparation. Do you understand, church, that the same key to success for that football team is also the key to success for you and me as the children of God today? Tell somebody, the separation is in the preparation. Prayer is about allowing God to prepare our hearts for battle. Prayer is about allowing the Holy Spirit to condition our hearts to go to war with the enemy because I've got news for you. Every single day of your life on this earth is gonna be a struggle because the devil is gonna make sure of it. If you are a blood-bought child of God, there is no such thing as easy street. How many know what I'm talking about today? You can sit in your house all by yourself and devil is, the devil is still gonna make a way to make life hard for you because that's his job. That's what he does. But do you know what our job is? Our job is to call out to the God of heaven to get down on our knees and intercede in the name of of Jesus Christ and plead the blood of Jesus Christ over our lives. I'm talking about pleading the blood of Jesus Christ over our marriages, over our children, over our churches, over our communities, over our country, over our lost loved ones. That's our job. That's our job. That's what God wants of us. We get so caught up in doing and doing and that's okay, there's nothing wrong with that but friend, if you're doing without dwelling, you're missing the point. We pray to prepare for our day. Say that to somebody. We pray to prepare for our day. And say this, we pray to prepare for life and whatever life brings our way. When I get up in the morning, friend, I'm not ready to go out the door right away. Now, you might be. First thing in the morning when I get out of bed, bed friend, I, I, got, I got bed head. I'm just being honest with you this morning. And, and you know, I got morning breath. I know y'all don't, but, but I do. Now look, this don't go for my wife. When my wife gets up, every hair is in place. The makeup's already done. And I don't know how it happens. It, her makeup's already done. Her eyeliner's on. And she's, she's just as beautiful when she gets up in the morning as she was when she went to bed the night before. But not me. I need a whole lot of work, if you know what I mean. I gotta spend some time in preparation before I'm ready to go out the door. Roger, you can come and play softly if you will, brother. I gotta prepare. I gotta get myself in place. I gotta get my hair in place. I gotta get my clothes in place. 
I got to get my, myself in place and check before I'm ready to go out and face what life is going to bring my way each and every day of my life. Do you understand that we have to do the same thing spiritually that we have to do physically? That God has a purpose for every day that we live. And every day that we live, God has an anointing. Now hear this, God has an anointing to go along with that purpose. And God has a reason for you to exist every single day of your life. Are we making room for God? Will you stand with me this morning as we get ready to pray? Let's pray together, shall we? Dear Heavenly Father, we love you so much this morning. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your goodness and mercy, God. Thank you for your word that is life, your word that is truth. And Heavenly Father, as we get ready to pray over some needs corporately this morning, God, I just want you to minister to our hearts. And I want us to pray individually this morning, right where we are, and do it in your own way, in your own words. And just say, Lord God, Lord, give me a heart to love what you love and to hate what you hate. God, give me a heart. Give me a heart to want to dwell in the glory of your presence. I'm tired, God, of trying to do it my way. I'm, try, I'm tired, God, of trying to carry this burden on my own. This burden is too heavy for me to carry today. God, I'm, I'm ready to do what the Bible teaches me to do. I'm, I'm ready to cast my cares upon you, the Lord. I'm ready to cast my cares upon you, oh God. I'm, I'm ready to release it to you right now. If you're here today and you've been carrying a burden, that you say, I just can't carry it any farther. Will you just stretch your hand toward heaven right where you are and say, hey, I'm ready to give it to God. Hands are going up all over the place right now. While your hands are raised, let's give it to God right now in the name of Jesus. God, we give it to you in the name of Christ. We're giving it all over to you, almighty God. It's yours. It belongs to you. I don't have the power. I don't have the strength to take another step forward. I'm laying this burden at your feet, almighty God. It's yours because I don't have the strength to go any farther, but I know the one who does. And I cast my cares upon you. Almighty God, I cast my cares upon you. Are you doing that this morning? I feel like the Holy Spirit is wanting somebody just to release it to him right now. Just re sickness, release that burden. Release, God, that, that, that bad news that the doctor has given you. Release it to God right now in the name of Jesus. Right where you are, God, I give it to you. I give it to you. Say that with me. God, I give it to you in the name of Jesus. You see, you need to speak it out loud because you're not only saying it to God, you're telling the devil, I'm giving it to God, devil. I'm handing it over to the Lord of heaven who is more than enough to minister to the needs of my heart and my life. In the name of Jesus.
I have some specific families this morning that I feel led for us to pray for today before we leave. I want us to remember Sister Enid Wallace. Sister Wallace, Sister Enid Wallace. I want us to remember the Willard family. I want us to remember the Jackson family, specifically Leona and Dennis Jackson. And I'm asking you humbly today to remember me and my family, specifically in reference to my father, my dad, who's not doing well at all. I went down to spend some time with him this past week back in my home. And he needs a miracle of God. My father, his name is Ted Rigney. He needs a miracle of the Lord. Lester Lloyd, please remember Lester Lloyd today. And remember the Lord family in prayer. Please remember Debbie Rosenstiel. This is Mike Rosenstiel's wife. We need to remember Debbie Rosenstiel this morning as we pray. And I want us to remember lastly but not least, I want us to remember our country. How many knows our country needs prayer today? We need God to do a miraculous work of grace to bring unity to a divided land today. But only God can do that. This is bigger than any man. This is larger than any woman. This is something that only the God of heaven can do. But I believe if the church of Jesus Christ will pray. How many believe that? Do you believe that? Do you believe that if God's church will pray, God will act on our behalf right now with hands lifted high. Let us pray in the name of Jesus Christ. God, Lord, God, Lord, we come before you right now in the glorious name of Christ. And we're asking you right now, Lord Jesus, on behalf of these families, we intercede. On behalf of these individuals, Almighty God, we intercede. On behalf of these miracles today, Almighty God, we intercede before you. God, we're crying out to you as your church. Hear our prayers. Hear our plea. Hear our hearts, oh God, as it breaks for the needs of these people and these families and the needs of our country. God, we pray for Sister Enid Wallace. God, touch the Wallace family. We hold them up to you right now. God, minister to the Willard family. We hold them up to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Touch Leona and Dennis Jackson and the Jackson family. God, we submit them into your hands and care right now in the name of Jesus Christ. God, we pray for the Rigney family in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray for Teddy Rigney, my father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we're believing you right now, almighty God, for a miracle of your grace and the power of the Holy Ghost to reach down in that hospital bed where he is right now and minister to his mind, his life, his heart, minister to his needs. We pray today for Lester Lloyd. We pray for the Lord family. We pray for Debbie Rosenstiel and the Rosenstiel family. We submit every need right now in the name of Jesus. We release it to you, almighty God. We release every burden. We cry out to the God of heaven. Do, almighty God, what only you can do. In the name of Jesus Christ, we believe it today. And by the authority and the power of your almighty name, the church says, amen and amen. Somebody give God glory in the house this morning. How many believe that God hears? How many believes that God saves? 
And how many believes that God delivers this morning? Oh, come on, let us let us love on Jesus before we leave here this morning. Let us love on Jesus before we leave here this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead and worship him. Roger, is that your key? Can you sing that? You don't have a mic. You're all I want. Y'all know that song? Oh, you're all I've ever needed. You're all I want. Simple song. Let me know you are Use this. Use this, Denise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. While well, the Spirit of God is moving right now. Hallelujah. Help me know you are near, Lord Jesus. Help me know you are near in Jesus' name. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I pray over this congregation today that you'll anoint them by your Spirit. For it is the anointing of the Holy Ghost that breaks every yoke that the enemy tries to place upon our lives. Let your word serve as a lamp to our feet, Almighty God, and as a light to our path. Lead us in the way that you would have us to go. And, oh God, let all that we are and all that we do bring glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen and amen and amen. Can we put our hands together one more time before we leave here this morning? God bless you. We love you so much. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanksgiving communion service, Wednesday night, 6.30. If you can join us here at the church, God bless you. We love you, and you are dismissed. God bless you.